0: Please be seated. Thank you, team, John, Shauna, and team leading us. I know that's, you know, if you came to church just kind of hoping you could sit and not do anything, sorry. Uh, We we invited you to participate. I hope you take this. We did today that you can do this every day in your own time with the Lord. Adoration, confession, petition, intercession, uh, thanksgiving. I mean, you just build it into your own life and journey. Because what we're here to do at New Life is to help you to move up and out in New Life in Jesus Christ. I told Sean originally had me scheduled for 20 minutes to preach and then before the service she's like I think you'll have 10 minutes Mike and I said well I'll just do whatever so it's an accordion sermon so I can kind of squish it or, or open it whatever you know happens so that's what we're going to do this morning but I wanted to bring a conclusion to the Lord's prayer. Maybe you, some of you grew up praying this prayer, maybe some of you go to a school today that still prays it or you prayed it in different traditions and for some of you it didn't mean a lot. And I'm hoping that after we've looked at it together, you've come to a place where you're starting to understand that this isn't a prayer, that the words in itself are magical, but that it sets a pattern for us to follow in our own journey with God, how we can approach Him, and it it sets kind of just the the priorities and the perspective on on how to approach God in prayer. My son played soccer in in the the fall, and we're in the the Catholic system, and so before the game, we would gather on, on the center and right in the middle of the field, and all the guys would kneel, and... And they would lead us in the Lord's Prayer. I'd never seen this before, of course. I mean, so this was a new thing. And one of the high school students was and so he kind of led it one day, and he kind of, he mumbled his way through it, you know. And I thought, well, that's really, you know, that's not very convicting, you know, with power, you know, there's not much conviction to that. So the next time, I was circled with the guys, and I thought, you know, I'm going to just belt it out. So just show these guys what it means to really pray the Lord's Prayer. So I'm praying it out, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm giving her. And it gets to the end of the prayer, Right? Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. And I said, for thine is the power, kingdom, the power. And, and everyone's like getting up and leaving. Like they, they stop praying. They're looking at me. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. And no one's praying. <laughs> like what is this, you know, Protestant doing here, you know. <laughs> How dare you? And, you know, I, I guess you're not supposed to, you know, say that. And so in, if you actually have a modern translation, you discover that the end, the benediction at the end of the prayer is not there they figure probably the second or third century that whoever was translating the scriptures decided that the the Lord's Prayer needed a benediction. And evidently, in the practice of the early church, they added a benediction as they would recite it. And so it began to be included in subsequent translations, but the earliest, most reliable manuscripts don't have the benediction at the end. And and if you have a more modern translation, you'll discover it's in the footnote. Some translations say this, this, but the most reliable ones don't. And so, so we're kind of... We're in a difficulty here because we've all learned this prayer that way. At least I thought I did, but there I was praying it and no one else was following me. But the problem is I hate to end the Lord's Prayer on this topic of temptation and evil. Like I think the the translators were right to kind of say, you know what, in the history of the church and the practices we had this benediction, let's just kind of add it on there because we don't want to leave the the last thought to be like the evil one or evil. Satan does not have the final word in our life. Nor does temptation, nor should that be the one thing that we're thinking about all the time. And so this benediction that is included, which stands the test of, of church history, uh, brings our focus back to the perspective that we began with. And so just let me share it with you. that, that This is how the Lord's Prayer works. It's, it's like a sandwich or a burger or one of those things with, you know, fake meat in it, you know, plant-based protein, whatever you like, you know. There's a bun on top, there's a bun on the bottom, and then there's this middle piece, right? It usually is in prayer that we kind of just focus on the burger, right? It's what I want, it's what I need, I'm in trouble, Lord, I've made a mistake, Lord, and we're coming to God with our problems, with our pain, which is okay, the Lord's Prayer allows for that, but, but as he says, here's the pattern prayer. Before you get to the burger, you've got to put the bun on top, and then you've got to put the bun on the bottom when you're done building that burger. And then you, you piece it together, and then you eat it. He's like, here, here's how it works. You begin by, by focusing your, your perspective on the Father in heaven. Now, we're not focused on, you know, the Daddy on earth. If you remember that sermon? I mean, I'm a father. I'll give whatever I can to my kids. But there's a limit to what I can do for them. But our Father in Heaven is not limited by the limits that I have. And so when we go to Him, we're like, yeah, Dad, you know, can, can I borrow your credit card? I mean, yeah, I, I can help my kids out. And I, I would never do that, but I could if I wanted to. But but our Father in Heaven, we come to Him, and, 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 but it's, it's, we're not asking. And we're not, we're not giving Him our problems yet. We're, we're, we're just focusing on who He is. And we pray for priorities, that His name would be honored, that He would be given the respect that, is due to his name, that his kingdom would come, that we would actively surrender and submit to his leadership, and that his leadership would be seen in the way in which we live our lives together as a church family and in the community, that, that we, would, we would anticipate not only the, the reality of his kingdom in our lives today, but the future kingdom that's coming. And we pray for priorities. We also pray that, that his will would be done. We're not saying, God, here's what I want, give it to me. We're saying, Lord, would your will be done? Before we even start asking for our own stuff, we're, we're saying, look, look, whatever the case, Lord, I want your will to be done in, on earth as it is in heaven. And then we, as his people, begin to pursue his will in our relationships and in our communities as, as we live out the life of Jesus Christ in and through us. We, we have the perspective, we have priorities. And then it finally comes into the, the meat, the middle of that sandwich, and, and that's our stuff. We pray for provision. We say, give us today our daily bread, enough bread for today, sufficient bread, and, and daily bread. We, we sit at the table with the Father and says, Lord, you know what I'm going to face today. You know what needs I have. Look after me today. We don't ask for advanced bread. We're not looking for, you know, 50 years down the road, 20 years. Away. We're saying, Lord, day by day, would you just look after everything that I need? We pray for pardon and forgive us our sins. I always wonder why this doesn't occur earlier in the prayer. Because I always feel like that sin is a barrier, but it's interesting that Jesus gives us this pattern prayer, and not till we're into the middle of the absolute middle of the sandwich that you say, Oh, by the way, you know, you need to you need forgiveness. And not only do you need forgiveness, you need to extend forgiveness. As you receive from God, so you extend it to others. We pray for pardon. Then we pray for protection. Lead us not into temptation. Not that God purposely tempts us, but what we're saying is, Lord, you know the journey and the world in which I live. And you know that every day I'm going to be faced with choices that I have to make. And I need your help to make the right choices, Lord. Because in my flesh, I'm prone to go the wrong direction. So would you guide me and keep me from that evil one, the evil, the, 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 the enemy of, of, of yourself that's trying to keep me from glorifying your name. Keep me away from him. Deliver me from evil. And, and, and in your translation, that's probably where the text ends, but And then, in the early church, they added this doxology. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Why? Because the bottom of the sandwich is gets our perspective back again. So I've talked about you know my needs. I've talked about my need for pardon and my need for you know protection. But now it's I get my perspective back on God. For yours is the kingdom god is the king and i submit to his earthly and and heavenly rule yours is the power yours is the glory forever and ever we're looking ahead you see we're on this trajectory of history and, and every day we pray we're just reminded that we are a piece of of god's big story and that we're looking ahead 1953 King George VI went to the airport and put his daughter and her husband on the plane. They were going to go visit the Commonwealth. And a couple weeks later, he died. And that moment, the people there in, in the UK declared that Elizabeth would be the queen. And she was the queen. She came back the next day and she was the queen. But not until 18 months later did they have her coronation where everyone gathered around and she was given the crown and she was declared officially to be the queen. But she was queen for that 18 month period. But it just wasn't official, and she hadn't gone through the coronation. Jesus Christ is the king. But his coronation yet awaits a future day. He's coming back. And when we pray for, for his kingdom, we just understand that the king is returning. We're serving the king here and now, but he's coming back. We're anticipating that day. And he says, and not only is, is your the kingdom, but yours is the power. You have the ability and the capability. You know, we, we sing that song, I got the power, you know, but as we pray the Lord's Prayer, we realize I don't have the power. Jesus has the power. God has the power. The things that he wants to accomplish in my life come through his power, not through our own power. It says, "In yours is the glory. Forever and ever. I don't know if you've, you know, some of you guys are history buffs, and you know, you've traveled, and some of you've gone to Mexico, and you can go into the, to the jungles and discover ancient civilizations, right? They're just piles of rock now, but at some point, some great group of people lived there and built these huge things. I mean, Lisa and I, in the 10th anniversary, we were in Rome, and we wandered around the Forum. I mean, we saw the vestiges of what once was a great empire, and now is, you know, in, you know pieces of rock, you know, some pillars that they put up who knows if they're even from that era but there, there's pillars up there and there's there's shards of marble all around and you could take a piece of marble and think oh i'm taking ancient rome it's probably from a quarry down the you know down the road they would have dumped it there for tourists like you to grab but you, you know you, you see the vestiges of, of what once was a glorious empire but as we end the lord's prayer we say yours is the power and the glory forever we, we say the, the the glory of your kingdom and of your empire will last forever There is going to be no ruins in heaven, no dilapidated buildings, no museums to what was once a past great era. It is the greatest era, eternity with God in heaven, and we are on that trajectory. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Ours is not the glory. We live in a world where, where people are seeking to elevate themselves. To, to promote themselves. And I know some of you live in that. It, it's a tough thing to do because they're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta you know, leverage my, you know, my, my, my profile and I gotta get as many followers and I have to have a good LinkedIn thing and, and so on and so forth. And you're, you know, we're all about promotion, promoting ourselves and then it comes to the Lord's Prayer. Reminded, no, we, we actually want you to get all the promotion, God. Hide me in the shadows so that the light can shine upon your glorious presence. Yours is the glory. Forever and ever. Time is short. The difficulties you're in right now are, are, are just a blip in the scope of eternity. I know it feels hard, and it, there's painful moments, and, and it's difficult at times, but understand that in, in the scope of God's eternity, and the Lord's Prayer reminds us that, that His is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We, we can just see that. You know what? This, this life will pass away, and a greater life awaits with God in heaven, forever and ever. Amen. I've encouraged you every day to start the day with the Lord's Prayer. And I've encouraged you to continue that pattern. If you don't have uh, your own prayer pattern and behavior and kind of a consistency, but if if, if you don't have a prayer thing going on right now in your life, then begin by starting with the Lord's Prayer. Before you pick up your phone, before you look at any papers or iPads or computers, start your day with the Lord's Prayer, having the right perspective, establishing the priorities, praying for provision, for pardon, for protection, and then coming back to the perspective. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We've taken you on this journey today because we want you to to get a sense of, of what God wants for you and with you and in your life. He's the Father in heaven who's just desiring for you to join him at the table and and to talk to him and to hear from you. And he just lost the love on you. And we as a church and as church leaders just want to bring that to to a a real point in your life as we think about the Lord's Prayer. We're a church family here. We pray this together. We stand together and we support each other. And this is an important part of of our journey moving up and out. Is just discovering needs to pray. And I hope that this prayer has given you some, some little points where you can kind of stick on and move forward in your journey of talking to God. In adoration, and confession, and supplication, bringing your needs to Him. But then you want to close with this kind of a focus. Yours is the kingdom. I'm not. Whatever I build here will not last, but your kingdom will last. Yours is the power. I, I'm losing my strength the older I get, but your strength will never fail. Yours is the glory. The glory of, of our bodies decreases as we get older, but God's glory increases forever and ever. Amen. And that's why you come to church on Sunday morning. It's to remind you. Yeah, it's, it's a grind out there, but, but yeah, there's greater things coming. It just reminds us. You get together with a group of people that, that believe in Jesus and confess together, and you're like, yes, I know life is hard and difficult and discouraging and depressing, and oh, but God is not this is our, our, our opportunity to come together and encourage each other, to minister to each other, to pray with each other, and to move forward together, up and out, in new life, in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? And, and we're going to take up the offering here in a moment, and uh, the team's going to come, and then we're going to kind of close the service off. And I know the sermon was short today, but we, we, we did some really good stuff this morning in, in approaching God together in prayer, and, and it was a a wonderful time and I hope that it begins a pattern in your life that you can continue and so would you you pray with me as as we just prepare to close out the service. Father thank you that you love us and care for us thank you for Jesus Christ our Savior with whom we can find forgiveness and comfort promises to carry our burdens and to walk with us thank you for your Holy Spirit which indwells our hearts by faith leads us in the truth, who, who conforms us to the image of Christ. Thank you, holy God, for your work in our lives. And I pray that you would continue to build us up in this faith in Jesus Christ. As a church family, make us stronger. Grow us together. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a time of service where we invite the ushers to come forward uh, for, for